0: <laughs> Gosh, I can. Me too,
1: Mickey.
2: You we are mulch, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Calling Dick
1: Tracy.
0: Colin, Dick Tracy. The and Diamond has just been stolen from the museum.
3: Just wait till you see it in a bright new way, one light at a time.
4: See you after the show. All right, here we go. W Radio, your
3: information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host Lou Mangello, and this is show number five hundred forty-four. I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the parks. But I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my live broadcast on Facebook every Wednesday night. Videos, blogs, books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I'm going to open up the inbox this week and answer more of your questions, but with a little bit of a twist. Topics are going to include... Blue Sky, Designing a Disney Restaurant, and yes, I'm going to look for your input and ideas. Movies you really should, dare I say need to watch before visiting Walt Disney World, Main Street USA Music, Tips on Flying I don't mean you actually flying I mean flying to Walt Disney World Transportation Options and a Q&A lightning round Um, Then I'm going to have the answer to our last Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney Prize Package And a WW Radio t-shirt. Then I'll have more information at the end of the show, including details about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If you've ever heard me speak, I don't mean speak like here on the show, but at a keynote or a presentation or at my Momentum conference, you'll invariably hear me talk about the why. And I'm not going to go into it too much here, but I think it's an incredibly important and powerful word, and I practice what I preach, even and really especially here on the show. And you, listener, my friend, you are my why, as in why I do what I do, why I get up excited to work every day, why I can't fall asleep sometimes because I'm thinking about new ideas, why I do Meets of the Months and cruises and events, and why I do the live show on Wednesday nights. It's why I created the nation and why overall I want to do and create and talk about things that simply make you happy about Walt Disney World and hopefully have a positive impact on you, your day, and maybe even in your life. And it's also why I want you to be a part of the show and everything that I do and why I love meeting you and hearing from you and the handshakes and the hugs and answering your questions, just like we're going to do this week. And somebody else who very often has me asking why for so many reasons is Becky Menken. <laughs> she is the... Owner, CEO, CFO, CTO, GRO, IMHO, PPO, HBO, CVS, Eminem, and WD forty oh of
4: MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> you, but I you know, I can't help it. All of a sudden, I have the question "Why?" in my head for some strange reason, and I have no idea why. If If you're asking why now. You're going to
3: ask why even more so in a few minutes because, look, I I love doing these and I love when questions are about food. It's not my idea, but they're my favorites. And this week, we're going to do something that I know you're going to be like, really, Mangello, why? We're going to do something in the 11 years or so that we have been answering emails. Usually, sort of. so let's sort of pull back the curtain a little bit. Usually what happens is, I'll go into the inbox. I'll grab 15, 20 questions or so. I'll put them into and a document. about 12 of them are about food, I know. Right. Uh, again, it's just it's the nature <laughs> of the beast. And we don't talk about them ahead of time, but I give them to you so we can look at them and sort of if there's any research. This week, we're throwing all that out the window. And we'll, we'll say a little <laughs> silent prayer before we get started because this week, we're going to do something completely different. I'm literally going to like close my eyes and reach into the mailbag and just whatever comes up whatever comes out that's what the, we're gonna answer so, now you so had that, some that, choice that whole words for of me why beforehand
4: is definitely coming into play right now
3: you just you know. had some very choice words for me that do not bear repeating at this time but I believe in you I trust in you and more importantly I think this will be a lot of fun too why?
4: <laughs> I, I think i right is going i'm, to I'm gonna to totally trust you i know knowing you uh, probably 80 percent of them will have something to do about food so i am possibly. pretty well versed in that possibly i think we're gonna be okay we're, and we're, i we'll think this is gonna here.
3: give us and you and me hopefully a chance to um some get a little creative and just sort of think off the top of our heads and see what comes That's out. That's a scary thought, right there. That By the way, notice the that I'm terrifying? not doing this live. Notice because. that I don't trust us enough to do it actually live. <laughs> you know, there's always an editing process that can and probably will take place, but we're uh, just gonna wing it and see. Because some of the things, hopefully, will be opinion. I'm just praying, Becky, that all the questions are okay. about the boathouse.
4: You do real oh yum. <laughs> um, you do realize that we haven't done one of these shows till since like. October of last year. I know it did. There's, well, there's always life gets in the way. Up here it to is. Do. <laughs> <It is. laughs> and and you're wondering, you know, why I give you so much. Um, well, grief. What was that <laughs> grief? Notice how I picked a word you out of the air. You caught yourself. You caught yourself. Family friendly grief. Well, even as we start recording, I'm like, "You sound different." And you're like, "No, we just haven't done this in a long time." So, pretty much. Yeah. See, that kind of shows you 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 have no idea what's going on in my life. We haven't caught up in a while. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> so many plans we have to create.
3: All right. Well, so listen, I again, this is going to be <laughs> luck of the draw, completely random. I, again, I have so many questions to get to. And again, if you have ever sent me a question, I promise it's in the inbox. It's just a matter of I have us one.
4: getting it. I have one really fast. Go ahead. Shoot. Why don't we do this more often so that there <laughs> wouldn't be so many emails in the inbox? Listen, that that's, that's a question that does not bear
3: answering on this show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's the first one. Answer it. Lou, you got Listen, this. I got,
3: here I it goes. I'm, I'm reaching in. I, I am reaching All in. Right. And again, Make a little sign of the cross or whatever you have to do over there to hope that this is something that that we can. I'm gonna go get some wine. I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) So the first question has no name, and it says, "So Lou, here's a blue a blue sky question of the day for you." And I it's right up see. your alley. Oh, oh! And like, look, the the fates have shined upon us. It's right up your alley, and can't say boathouse. <laughs> 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 but if you could design, oh, this is okay. This is great. If you could design a Disney restaurant, where, what does it look like? Theming and backstory, and what's on the menu? So this is a complete opinion question. So wow. the emailer says, my personal. Oh, this is actually really good too. My personal answer. This is the the the, the the author, saying, is the villain's concoctionary? Now, Becky, this is right up your alley. It's themed dark, like you, with cauldrons, like your kitchen, (laughs) and rock formations, (laughs) almost like the black cauldron meets cheers. The beers and (laughs) drinks are named after villains, from the Hades ghost pepper stout to the wicked queen hard apple cider, and yes, the Black Cauldron Meets Cheers is something never before uttered in a sentence before. I'm hoping for a June meet of the month. The family and little Ben will be making the journey from Chicago. That is a, a phenomenal question. I completely and totally dig that for so many reasons. And because you are my friend, because ladies first, and because I haven't thought of my answer yet, I'm going to let yeah. you go first.
4: See, and that's what's going to happen. Oh, anyway, so i do have an great question. I'm sorry
3: It's Dan Mulka. Those- this is from this- Dan Mulka.
4: Okay. This is one of those incredibly great questions that makes you have to really get creative and think it through, which normally if I had some time, I would be brilliant at this whole <laughs> idea. But uh, you know, immediately anytime you ask questions like that about what what would you want to see in terms of a, um, a of a types of, of restaurant or a lounger or some sort of experience. And immediately I go to the two things that, that I would love the most. And uh, sadly my brain kind of goes to a place that we've kind of already been before because you know me, I am very focused and my attention is very laser pinned on SEA. Mm -hmm. So between something like that, that had that adventurer spirit and something that was going on behind the scenes, telling a story, um, I would love to see something like that or because I can't always answer just one thing. I've always wanted to see something that was a little bit, more themed around the story of the haunted mansion. So I think haunted mansion would be killer.
3: Right, yeah. no pun intended. Haunted Mansion would would absolutely, you know, the, if you think if you think you have a tough time getting into be our guest, try getting into the Haunted wow. Mansion themed restaurant.
4: See how cool would that be, though, to to have different rooms within the Haunted Mansion. I'm kind of thinking of a mashup between um, the Magic Castle and Adventurers Club and the Haunted Mansion itself, and just have these different rooms with different theming and how people would disappear and reappear or how some ghosts could just walk through the, through the rooms. And there's so many things that could be done with something like that, with a venue of that nature.
3: Yeah. And again, it's, you know, breakfast might be odd there, but dinner, you know, nighttime (laughs) dinners would be phenomenal. And for, so you mentioned the SEA. So for those of you who don't know, the SEA is the society of explorers and adventurers. And this is something we've talked about in the past. I'm going to do an entire show about, the stories and the characters and and how it's sort of all the attractions are are tied together. But this is really something that includes characters like Lord Henry Mystic, right, from Mystic Manor in Hong Kong, uh, Barnabas Bullion from uh, Tokyo Disneyland, um, uh, Misadventure Falls, right, Hi, most John. recently, yeah. So uh, Doctor Albert Falls here at at Jungle Cruise, and it's all of these. Uh, adventurers and explorers that share stories from around the world that very much is tied into the Skipper Canteen um, yeah. in
4: Adventureland in, and re- in Magic Kingdom. And that's kind of what I was thinking that it, 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 it we've already kind of have that because the Skipper Canteen and of course we had Adventures Club at one point but could you imagine each one of the different adventurers having their own sections where the story of the, their, the places they've been could be um, weaved within the different rooms. Well, I'd imagine if you
3: if you integrate something like the Adventurers Club, where it all right. got started, and you have some of those walk around characters uh, interacting with guests, not like it's an actual show, but you have those characters, you know, walk. So, for example, uh, we see this recently in places like Disney Cruise Line. I think it's done very well. We're during seatings at. Um, Rapunzel's royal table or Tiana's, Tiana's. You'll you'll have the characters coming around to the tables and interacting a little bit, almost sort of putting on a little bit of the sh- of a show, but in a way so that there still will be turnover, so people don't yeah. sit there just you know for hours. Which w- when we talk about the, the SEA, is sort of what kind of killed the people that love the Adventures Club killed the Adventures Club because they just sat there all night and didn't you know weren't right. necessarily buying anything or, and there was no turnover. <clears throat> I think that's a phenomenal idea. We already see how well I think it works in a very small way in places like Skipper Canteen. When I started to read the question, my mind was jumping all over the place. I think the villain's concoctionary is a brilliant idea, Dan. And that we've talked about the Fifth Gate being a villain's park and there was going to be Fire Mountain. There is a love for the bad guys, um, you know, as the old Marvel comics used to say, you know, bring on the bad guys. There is uh, definitely something to that in terms of uh, a fun theme. For me, my mind was sort of racing through classic Disney films, some of the more modern ones. Is it, is it something new? Is it not necessarily based on an IP? Do you bring something? I, I think we've talked in the past how I believe Tomorrowland is about to undergo a metamorphosis. I'm not even a call to change. I think Tron is going to be the first part, uh, sort of the major new puzzle piece that's going to usher that in. Then I thought of sort of an end of Tron themed, end of line club type restaurant. I've talked about that in the past, but I could not help because I look around my room as I'm talking to you and Marvel, Marvel, Marvel is (laughs) what sort of jumped into my head. And I think this is what Seven-year-old, fifty-year-old Lou Mangiello would love to have is some sort of a Marvel-themed dining experience. Again, a lot of a lot of pawns have to be moved around in order for that to happen here in Walt Disney World. But imagine, um, you know, I'm not talking about shawarma in New York City at the end of the original Avengers. I mean something that is themed to the Avengers headquarters or some of the different characters um especially with a lot of the things that are starting to happen this year and this summer with Endgame, Captain Marvels, Spider-Man Far yeah. From Home and what this next phase of the Marvel universe is going to be and some of the additional characters I think we're going to be introduced to and have access to uh, again a, a Marvel
4: themed ra- I don't know where I would put it yet could you imagine how you know? All right, I'm, I keep going back to that walkthrough that we did in Hong Kong, which was just so mind blowing. What if that was a progressive dinner that you could yeah. go to all of those different locations where you're in um, the Agents of Shield uh, Shield base, and then you move to um, <clears throat> to you know the different locations that that we were. That would be kind of cool. You know, I, I'm going to circle
3: back for a second because I just was thinking t- to your. Um, your, your suggestion about the the SEA, and it made me remember we talked about this a long, long time. I don't, I can't even direct you to what show it is, but maybe when I was giving um, a, a, a way back machine on Tomorrowland, there was originally a concept for Tomorrowland. So where the Tomorrowland Terrace currently sits, mm-hmm. that building, and if you look, there's sort of a dome on top that was supposed to be. Oh, this is all coming back to me now. This is what happens when you get old. That was supposed to be a, an explorers' club where no. exactly what we were talking about is it was supposed to happen, which was um, there were supposed to be it was going to be Galileo and it was but it was going to be real people from history, not fictional characters. So Galileo and you know other astronomers and 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 people who had important discoveries throughout history would be some of those walk around characters in this original wow. thing part of the problem is exactly what i had talked about which was how do you keep guests um uh, moving through without sort of just sitting there all day you know, enjoying all of the characters. I mean, there were there were other issues with it, but there were plans that were, because on top of where that dome was was supposed to be a giant telescope. So almost think if you've been to Planet Hollywood here in Walt Disney World, since the refurbishment, they have that sort of giant telescope inside the building, there was going to be a giant telescope on the outside of that building. And, and I know I've talked about that on the show before, and maybe when I talk about the SEA, I can... Um, talk a little bit more about that But no you know wow. there you go So uh, a great mm. idea never dies And obviously um, it's something that We think would still happen again Ooh Yeah because this was Damn. very much going to be It wasn't you know the SEA Is obviously a fictional all the characters Were fictional but here mm-hmm. this was Going to be about this You know more Victorian era steampunk Jules Verney type Of thing as opposed to Um, fictional characters from this SEA which obviously hadn't been conceived as yet
4: right which when you said that that took me to back to the fortress Um, Mm -hmm. yeah remember the big fortress with the uh, the constellation all over the ceiling and uh, down the walls and how cool was that yeah I think there was also a similar concept for
3: Disneyland I'll have to sort of Hmm dust off the old books and, and do a little bit more research. But yeah, so I, I would love what? to see. And I think this is a really interesting question too for yeah. listeners in terms of if you could design, I'll, I'll post this in the Facebook group, the Box People. If you go to www.radio.com community, I'll put this question about designing a Disney restaurant. I would love to hear your thoughts, your designs, your plans for what you'd like to see. Um, you know, what does it look like? What's the theming? What's the backstory? What's on the menu? That could be something really interesting. That's an awesome question. I love that one. Cool. Good job, Dan. Uh, The next one comes from Lori Evanhouse, and it says, Oh, this is good. Oh, this is so good. Becky. I love this. This is great. Or or people are listening (laughs) and they hate this. Well, we'll find out. I I won't tell you what her subject line is, but she says, we're traveling to Orlando in August of 2019. It's not going to be hot. Don't worry about it. We'll be visiting the magic kingdom at Epcot with our kids. who will be eight and 10 years old when we go. Here's the question what movies should be required viewing before our trip to thoroughly enjoy the parks our son is going to be 10 years old it's going to take some arm twisting for him to watch the princess movies but he will watch them if it's part of a mandatory family movie night deep cuts and canon suggestions are all appreciated thank Lori. This too is a phenomenal question. Becky is literally on Wikipedia right now, looking up Disney movies, <laughs> which is fine because this is this is the way it goes. And I'll help you. I'll I'll give you a little buffer time to to think about this because I know we've talked in the past about um, some uh, you know movies that have been made into attractions and attractions we'd like made into movies. But I think there are some movies that are they're almost required viewing right so and it and obviously you it's great that you gave the context of the ages of your kids but i think this is something that we can apply to any age range uh, whether it's your first time visiting or if you are a repeat visitor because i think there are some that are just the ones you have to see right i mean talking about things like cinderella and little mermaid and and Peter Pan and Avatar um, are are almost, they're almost understood, right? We know that there are attractions for some of those things, but what are some of those other ones that you should start to think about? And we'll, we'll take it sort of park by park. We could even sort of go land by land as we think about it, because I think there are ones that if you see them, it will connect some dots to you, for you that you might not think about otherwise. So I'm literally, I'm thinking out loud, and Main Street USA, so many movies are re- referenced there. Obviously, you've got you know Lady and the Tramp with Tony's Qu- Town Square, but think about other films like Summer Magic with Burl Ives, some of the music that plays in the background. If you go into the Main Street t- Strange Station and you look on... The Arrival and Departures Board, if you've listened to my audio tour, I talk about this in length, there's an Arrival and Departures Board there that makes references to a lot of movies like Follow Me Boys and The Computer War, Tennis Shoes and um, um, The Absent-Minded Professor. There are some of those that I don't necessarily think are required viewing, like you need to watch in order to understand what you see, but I think it'll make some of those – things make sense now that being said if we sort of go land by land if you go to Adventureland, i think an overlooked film that is still wonderful and i haven't watched it in years but the swiss family robinson from the treehouse of the same name is one that you don't have to see but i think it'll make you appreciate the attraction more and the attraction will make you appreciate the film more there's actually you'll hear um the, the Swiss Apolka theme song that's played in the attraction, played in the film itself. Um, obviously, I would assume that most kids or even adults have probably seen the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Um, if you go to Frontierland, I'm not saying how to find it or where to find it, but if you can find Song of the South... I would absolutely watch it. Um, again, there are some things that may not be as culturally sensitive in 2019 as they should be, but take that film on its face. It is a beautiful film. The music is great. The messaging is wonderful. And that will absolutely make you appreciate Splash Mountain, um, so much more. And look, even if you want to find some of the scenes, you can find some here and there. Um, Tom and Huck. I, I would I would try and find Tom and Huck. Again, if you haven't read Tom Sawyer, it'll make Tom Sawyer Island make a lot more sense there. I want to tell you that the Eddie Murphy movie is awesome. It's not, but I would still watch I would still watch it anyway. But Wouldn't in Liberty really? Square, I would watch The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which ah. with Ichabod Crane. And then you go to not just sleepy hollow refreshments and get the oh so very good spicy chicken and waffle sandwich, but you go across the way to the stores and you see the reference to Ichabod Crane outside. Um I think in Fantasyland there are all of look, it's the iconic classics, right? Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo, Little Mermaid and, and Pooh and Snow White. Um I would throw in Tangled so the so the restrooms make sense. Um, um good point. And I would probably I'm trying to do any other. You could meet Merida, so maybe I would go see Brave. Um, you could also meet Princess Tiana over by Liberty Square, so I would probably watch Princess. And I love Princess and the Frog too. And in Tomorrowland, I would watch the Monsters Inc. and Monsters University films. And let's see, let's sort of get oh. I am gonna throw this one in there just because I love this film. I would watch Meet the Robinsons, not yeah. because there's any references there, but there's a song from Carousel of Progress that you can hear in the film, and then obviously Toy Story for Buzz Lightyear stuff. You're on a roll. I'm I'm just gonna sit here yeah. for a while. Keep going. Any other ones yeah. in Magic Kingdom that <laughs> any other sort of ones that you can think of from Magic Kingdom that you would need to watch that? I didn't, I would not, do not watch the Country Bears movie mm-hmm. and then go to the Country Bear Jamboree. Just go to the Country yeah, no. Bear Jamboree and enjoy that for exactly <laughs> what what it is on its face. Um, I don't think you can or really should necessarily watch the movie.
4: You know, you're pretty much setting that up for about 12 months worth of, worth of music, uh, sorry, movies here. Uh, tied into the music that you're talking about as well. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's it, it's all good. Um, so in Epcot. Uh, so let's if, see. Uh, I would probably add Toy Story in there. Yeah. For Scarlet. Yeah. And
3: obviously add Toy Story for. So they said they're visiting. OK, so they will only go to Magic Kingdom Epcot. So I'm going to leave Hollywood Studios out of it. Although I think you should watch Toy Story anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the best. In Epcot, obviously, Finding Nemo um, and Finding Dory. I would also... Well, okay, so you could meet Baymax, so I would watch Big Hero 6. Um, I believe you can still meet Joy and Sadness, so I would watch Inside Out. Um, you can, you can as of this past week, you can now meet Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope um, in... The image works, so you have to watch – you actually have to watch Ralph Breaks the Internet so you can understand how and why they're getting there. But, okay, so I didn't think about this until – right. and it's funny, as I'm about to say this, when Epcot (laughs) first opened, part of the issues potentially with it were – it was not kid friendly. There was nothing kid relatable. There was nothing for kids to do. It 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 very much didn't feel like a Disney park. And that was a, a deliberate choice that was made early on until Michael Eisner walked in. He's like, dude, where's Mickey Mouse? They're like, Mickey Mouse is a Magic Kingdom. They're like, you put a spacesuit on him and get him over here right now. And he had that cool <laughs> spacesuit with the helmet with the rainbow on it. Anyway, but in now, all of a sudden, World Showcase has so many references. So I'm going to try and go around the horn. You need to watch, well, so obviously you, you need to watch the three caballeros for Mexico. You also need to watch Coco for Mexico for what is there and some of the other things that are coming both inside the pavilion and out. You need to obviously, if you there's a little movie called Frozen. You may or may not have heard about it. Um, for Frozen <laughs> Ever After, I would yeah. absolutely watch Mulan. Plus you could meet Mulan over in mm-hmm. China. Um, in okay, oh, I'm I'm sort of jumping around. You can say Norway. Oh, so in Norway, you actually have to watch. So you need to watch Sleeping Beauty, and you need to watch Beauty and the Beast, which you also need to watch for the UK as well, because you could meet Belle and Beast course, there. <clears throat> Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Alice in Wonderland. You have to watch Ratatouille. Not just because of the little Remy and the restaurant, but the big Remy that's coming in coming. the attraction Correct. as well.
4: Yeah, you, and you just like knocked off four of the ones that I had sitting here. Go you, ahead, keep going. Well, you just told You're me to keep going, so um, I'm gonna go get. It. I'm gonna go refill the wine. I'll be back. Um, <laughs> I would also okay. So this
3: is so you wanted some of the little bit more obscure ones. Um, I would watch. Um, the computer wore tennis shoes because inside Journey into Imagination, you'll see a computer room and there's red tennis shoes outside. I would also watch um, The Son of Flubber because the jacket is from Medfield College, which is referenced there as well. So that all all of a sudden, you don't need to see it, but I just think it's really cool. Um, But the Medfield College Letterman's jacket that's in there is what that references. So what about Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland um, the
4: film? Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Because it does kind of, uh, uh, you know, again,
3: it's, oh no, so wait, to, uh, actually you need to watch The Absolute Minded Professor. No, wait. Oh, you watch Absent Minded Professor for that, but there's also a... <laughs> wait, I'm still thinking. I'm mentally going through the attractions in my head. In the queue, there is a reference on one of the doors um, to, to Flubber. So you'll need to watch... Yeah, you'll need to watch the Computer War Tennis Shoes, Absent Minded Professor, and Flubber, either the original or the Robin Williams version. I'll take either one, or Son of Flubber. Um... And then as far as Tomorrowland is concerned, the first part of that film was wonderful, and then mm-hmm. it lost me. So I want to say yes, but if I've already given him about 76 hours of, of movie viewing to watch. I mean, look, if you're on the plane, you got some time, knock yourself out. <laughs> is it the best of the films?
4: Meh, probably not. Okay, well then, how about understanding Walt... And Mary Poppins in doing Saving Mr. Banks. Absolutely. I would absolutely, without a doubt. I love that film. Yeah. I really
3: adore that film. It's too bad they're not going to the studios. There's a lot of good stuff there, too.
4: (laughs) You'd be here for another hour. (laughs) Make your kids watch. No, make your
3: kids watch um, the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie,
4: just because it's awesome. You know, the best Muppet movie is the Christmas one, though.
3: So many good, all the the good stuff would so,
4: yeah. Okay, so now we've gotten two questions down. (laughs) (laughs) This is good.
3: All right, so, okay, so I'm just gonna random, I'm literally like just scrolling through and stopping. This is from Heather Morgan. She says, Am I crazy? Yes, Heather, you're crazy. All right, moving on to the next. No, she says, (laughs) Am I crazy? Which I assume is not the question you want me to ask. I love disney big bold capital letters which means she really ya. loves disney all We're things disney i love your podcast i've been listening for years now and even though i consider myself a, D- a disney expert my bff that means best friend forever i think and is i started TV? a disney blog which is awesome you teach me new things on the regular awesome i'm also a huge big letters bold underline italics different fonts huge disney fan I run Disney so I can eat Disney. I dig it, <laughs> uh, Heather. It I eat sticker. Disney so I can talk about eating Disney. I plan my vacations around food. We just bonded, but I digress. My question is this: circa 1993. Uh oh, yikes! This is we're going back in time. I I'd came to Disney <laughs> with the Magic Music Days program with my high school band. Okay, very cool. I swear. Also, big letters. That Epcot had a restaurant, and I recall it being Moroccan because it was the first time I tried couscous, but I swear, also big letters, love, huge, swear, and swear, all in big letters and caps. It featured sitting on the floor on pillows around a table to eat. None of my friends remember this, but can you confirm or deny that this, in fact, existed? So, Heather, I can neither confirm nor deny, however... (laughs) I'm going to lean on the side of deny. You're obviously talking about restaurant Marrakesh, which was like the pavilion, was not an opening day restaurant. everything opened in nineteen eighty-two. Morocco opened in nineteen eighty six, alongside Norway. I don't believe I had ever seen photos. Now there are there's sort of two levels in and I and Becky not that you would be the person to do this but I have to do a live review of restaurant Marrakesh you wouldn't eat anything in there I know but <laughs> there's two levels we got a
4: great kids menu
3: yeah uh-huh. there's a lower level seating area and an upper level seating area but I believe that even with some minor updates over the years you've always sat at tables now I think the idea of doing those sort of you know, big pillow beanbaggy things on the floor like would be cool because that's probably how it's done in Marrakesh. But I don't ever believe so. It it might be one of those things like um, and I forget what it's called, where somebody says like that movie called Shazam. We all swear we remember it being made, but we know it wasn't really never really made. It was one of those sort of false memories in our head. That is probably what it was. (laughs) Becky, I know you have nothing to add because
4: you've never even been to the Moroccan restaurant. I have been to the Moroccan restaurant. Um, I I am admittedly not the biggest fan of those types of spices and food, as you know. Um, But 1993 was a little bit before my first Walt Disney World experience. So I cannot confirm or deny either way. As you've been talking, I've kind of been Googling around a little bit just to see if there was anything that even spoke to it. Uh, The pictures from back around there, I'm not seeing anything with people sitting on pillows on the floor. So I kind of have to say I don't think. I think it would be cool, you know, like it would be cool to have that.
3: And you're sitting on the things and there's all the cool lanterns and you're eating with your it's. (gasps) Did you ever see the movie Along Came Polly? With with um with Ben Stiller and Jennifer This is totally not yes. Disney related. When he's sitting and he's and he hates spicy foods and he's like that would be you like just <laughs> sweating uncontrollably and all sort of gastrointestinal problems. But theming oh, wise,
4: it would be beautiful <laughs> to look at. <laughs> you know what though? It that made me think about and I keep I don't know why I'm thinking Tokyo so much, but remember the restaurant that we went to where you had your your sushi heaven oh. meal. Where people were sitting on the floor. And for those of us who really couldn't sit on the floor the way you're supposed to, they had the little the, the hole under the table so you could pretend like you were sitting on the floor. <laughs> I you know, you know,
3: that is one of my favorite meals I have ever had. Like
4: ever. I have never seen you so happy in your entire I life. i in was. in the lifetime I li- you. I was. It was lovely. And I'm happy that I got to share it with you. Oh
3: that's so sweet. Wait for it. You're waiting for something mean. It's not coming. It's not coming. What? It was. It, because it was such a, um, it was such a traditional, truly, it was not like a tourist sort of put on a show Japanese restaurant. Like, it was a real Japanese restaurant yeah. and Japanese people were eating there. So, you know, it had to be good. Like, and I just, Where's the neighborhood?
4: Lo- you can tell it was a neighborhood. We could uh, not,
3: we had no idea what we were ordering and I totally dug it. And you ate it all.
4: You ate anything they handed you. And I did. He, I didn't care. Who knows what it was. I did not knows. care. So. But that's that same type of, of scenario though, where you're kind of the restaurant is in the style that you would be eating if you were in that country. It'd be kind of cool if they did something like that at, at Marrakesh or at um, even in uh, in the Japan Pavilion. It'd be kind of cool to have that scenario where you could just kind oh, of yeah. sit on the floor without sitting on the floor.
3: And I think that's the balance that, that Epcot has had to strike from the very beginning, which is making things traditional while still accessible to people, right? In, in right. terms not just of the menu, but even, you know, when you have that type of seating – there are mobility issues and, mm-hmm. and things like that that you have to keep in consideration. It would be neat if that was an option, um, both in the, you know, someplace like Tokyo dining or in, uh, restaurant Marrakesh. But, um, yeah, you have to sort of strike that, that delicate balance. So indeed, indeed. Okay. All right. So we are going to move on and the, uh, the randomizer randomly selects Andrew Milan, who says Lou, Oh, I know, Andrew Mylan. Love the show as always. Look forward to each week's podcast. I have a, Becky, perfect. Oh, wait, this is all you. Oh, I I goodness. can answer this for you. You don't even need to be here. I got this. Uh, <laughs> I says, can tell. <laughs> I have a travel question for you. I want a trip through work to Cabo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my wife I... loves to fly, but I don't. Any suggestions <laughs> on how to make flying More enjoyable. (laughs) Becky, give him the Becky
4: answer. Go ahead. Well, a first class ticket really helps. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you're coming internationally and you can lie flat and just sleep the entire way. That works um, well. Uh, I'll be really honest for many many years i don't i'm not the best flyer i don't really enjoy flying there's something about being in a little metal tube going 500 600 miles an hour um, that's just kind of hurtling itself through air where i can't even figure out how a rock would stay up in the air let alone a huge jumbo jet Uh, so over time i've kind of gotten myself into uh, downloading movies that I want to see on my iPad, making sure that I've got some music to, to distract me if things get a little crazy. Um, it, crushing email if if there is if I'm behind on work, I'm going to crush email in the uh, in the airplane, so I have something to just watch and distract. I uh, unfortunately the airlines haven't made it the most enjoyable experience as it once was. I remember not too long ago I was seeing some pictures of somebody posting what air travel was like back in the sixties and early seventies where people still dressed up and you had, you know, three feet between your seat and the other seat in economy um, and real food was being served. And you know what it used to be like, apparently, I never got to fly during that time. I, I do remember, however, that first trip that my daddy took me to Disneyland when I was on my seventh birthday. And he got up, he left me with the stewardess and he went to the back of the plane to play, play poker with all the rest of the guys. <laughs> there was a big poker table. Ah, The good old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were smoking, so they if, were drinking, if playing the poker, airlines yeah. want to know how to make it better, you know, re- reinstall the poker game and back his dad will be really happy. <laughs> but I, I think that um, a lot of it is just, packing your patience and setting your level of expectation anymore with air travel. And if you do find watching movies, enjoyable or listening to music or, or listening to podcasts, uh, just make sure that you've got them downloaded on whatever contraption that you're using uh, to just kind of let yourself sink away and listen to the things that you enjoy. Um, that's and making sure that you have um, that you know where you're going to sit, you've got the people with you, get your seat assignments early so that your family isn't broken up, which happens a lot lately as well. Uh, and then go early. A lot of people, and you and I agree with this, that a lot of people will say, Well, I don't really need to be there two hours ahead of time. I'm just going to get there real quick and just so I don't waste time at the airport. You know what? A lot of the airports are like, wonderful places Mm -hmm. to get massages or get your nails done or to have a great meal rather than I love the airport. Yeah. Rather than worrying about getting there late and, and uh, waiting in the security line and possibly missing your flight, just, you know, shoot for that two hours early or three hours early if you're going to fly internationally and then know that you're going to have some time to go and have a nice meal because we know that on the planes, you're really not going to have one. Um, enjoy the shopping and, and the entertainment that has been popping up in a lot of the, the local airports as well. So, and I will tell you 20 cheers for TSA PreCheck. If you fly more than a couple of times a year, it might be worth it for you. And if you fly definitely four or five times a year or more, look into clear. Those are my tips for making air travel a little yep. bit easier. And they're
3: they're great and they make sense. And I think you have
4: to sort of think about
3: it in terms of stages. So I think even before you get to the airport, get on your, your trip, you sort of need to, to think about some things that will help you get comfortable. So for me, I think where you sit on the plane is important. I, yeah. I like to sit near the front of the plane and on an aisle seat. And I think if you are concerned about feeling claustrophobic not being able to get up i i while it sounds nice to sort of rest your head and sort of look out the window having to to bother two other people to get up and walk go to the bathroom whatever i i think it's it's easier to feel like you've got a little bit more room and a little bit of space and if you need to sort of you know take a break you you can do it um i, I agree with you 100 in terms of um uh, loading up whatever device it is. Do a Marvel movie marathon. Download a couple of books. An audio book is wonderful. I think noise canceling headphones. Um, yeah, you can get. You don't need <laughs> super expensive ones. There's a ton of great ones that you can get on Amazon. And don't be if you're if and I think this is depending on your own personal sensitivity and comfort level. I think if if you are uncomfortable about flying, don't hesitate to tell them when you check in or the flight attendant there's nothing that that you should have to worry about or be embarrassed about but they will be conscious of it and try and probably do things to help you have a a better flight but i think you know having those those the location in place finding some things that are distracting to you um Mm -hmm. are, are good as well um Again, I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, but, you know, maybe don't load up on coffee and sugar and Coca-Cola and get all, because you get super hyper and super caffeinated, it probably is going to make you more anxious than if you just, you know, stay a little chill, listen to some, you know, calming music. Um, you know, I do not watch movies like Airplane or Airport no. seventy seven before you get like those are not the things you should yeah, be watching. You want the best idea, yeah. You, you know, you want to try. It's like and, getting
4: on. It's like getting on a ship and watching Titanic. Right, not a good idea. Right, I, I think you need to sort of
3: beforehand. You need to sort of figure out and address what you are concerned about or afraid mm-hmm. of. You can control whatever it is that you can, and then and then almost you know, embrace the, the, um, the other things uh, as much as possible. Um, I think that you're also right about getting there early. So there's no additional anxiety while you're there. And I think you really do have to have trust and confidence in, you know, f- flying really is the safest form of of travel it, it's amazing like you said that they get these giant metal machines up in the air but it really does um and look if you have to have you know I, I don't necessarily recommend this but if you have to have a glass of wine or your favorite cocktail or you know becky's favorite cocktail all six of them it before you get on the plane at nine o'clock in the morning then do what you got to do to uh nice. to help you have a good and look even if you're really anxious you know go see um you know go see a doctor and see if there's something that they can help you to relieve some of that anxiety um, mm-hmm. or even better yet if you're able to sleep um something that I found which is super helpful and it's over the counter there's it's not a uh, a drug at all it's mel- melatonin it's completely yeah. natural you put it under your, under your tongue there's no side effects you fall asleep in like a half hour you wake up like refreshed and not groggy at all. Um, if you're, you know, if you sort of have that debilitating fear without wanting to take anything, um, and I don't necessarily recommend taking, you know, alcohol or narcotics to, to, to counteract that, that'll at least help you take a nap if you've got, a, especially if you have a long flight.
4: Yeah. And if you do have a long flight, I highly recommend, and believe it or not, when I say this, stay away from the alcohol up at that um, altitude. I drink usually sparkling water with lemon. Pretty much the entire flight when I fly anymore. Becky, that, I don't that, I'm
3: sorry. That's that's not lemon. That's <laughs> pronounced
4: vodka. It, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm sorry. You made it's the Russian translation of the uh, word vodka. You know, I found that I feel so much better. Like five, five hours or more, I feel so much better if I've drank water the entire time. And I, yeah. I did stop drinking caffeine and I did pretty much, right. There's been once or twice I might have a mimosa in the morning, <laughs> but I'm going to backfill that with as much water as I possibly can. Just, and the other th- I feel better when I land. And I agree. And I, and I also think to that point,
3: when, once you get through security, go buy yourself a bottle of water. Don't yeah. wait for them to have to bring it to you. And to that point too, the reason why I carry a 76-pound backpack is not because I have, you know, my exercise equipment in there and my laptops. That's not, it's the snacks. And I'm not kidding. Like, I know that I'm trying, you think I'm trying to be funny and I'm not. I always bring like a trail mix. I bring nuts. I bring dark yes, chocolate. Do. If I if I get a migraine, I bring my own bottle, big bottle of water, usually um, like a power bar um some little bags of snacks sometimes i bring extras like if there's a kid or somebody else near me who's like freaking out or hungry i want to have a little um something that i can give somebody if their parents is okay because and this has happened to me before it does happen that either you're stuck on the runway for mm-hmm. hours um you have maybe they run out of snacks they they don't have you know that they can't have a uh, food service because of turbulence or something. Uh, listen, and th- this is the part where you d- don't listen to to this part, Andrew. But God forbid, Becky, you know me. God <laughs> forbid the plane goes down and it's Lord <laughs> of the Flies. I'm going to be the guy that's got the conch shell because I'm the one with all the snacks or they're going to kill me first and eat all
4: my snacks. But I seem to remember when we flew to Hawaii, (laughs) that was your your thing in your brain going, at least, at least I have food. The plane goes down. I'm the guy that's ready.
3: (laughs) I, I'm, I have the right clothes. I've got the right stuff in my backpack. I'm good to go. (laughs) Don't listen to that part, but. Yeah, I, yeah. But seriously, if there's foods that you like, especially if there's comfort foods, bring those with you. Don't go buy them at the airport. I put everything in Ziploc bags so it's easy to, to see what I have and easy to get out, mm-hmm. easy for securities to see it. But it is. It's, it's comforting to me
4: to know that I have, you know, 11 pounds of, of snacks. It, it is for some reason. And it works. And it works for you and it works for the people who fly with you because <laughs> I know I wasn't like, going to go hungry if, you know. We were on the tarmac for ten yep. hours. Chex mix is a good one too.
3: <laughs> Chex mix is nice. yeah. all right. So okay, it works. So
4: I had to somehow bring that back around to food.
3: So to food. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. This is from uh, Dylan Gamble. Hey Lou and Becky. What? Uh, oh, I just had finally. a question. The one yeah. Remember, I'm
4: actually here. <laughs> I love. Him. I just Go had ahead.
3: a question about having breakfast. Oh, look at this. About having breakfast at Ohana. We have an 8, 8, 8, 10 a.m. breakfast reservation. We're wondering the best way to get there. We're staying at All-Star Movies. We have a two-year-old. So I'm just looking for the easiest way there using Disney transportation systems. Love all the work you do. And your show brings a smile not only to mine, but my wife's face. And we love listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Dylan, Becky, I have a feeling we have the same answer to this question. (laughs) Mine would be minivan. Minivan, yep there's yeah minivan I have fallen has been in a godsend. love with that yeah.
4: service i cannot tell you and i know the price has gone up a little bit um after they they rolled it out but i actually did uh, an experiment the last two times i was there i didn't rent a car i decided you know what because i normally do because you know me i have to meet people and go to different places and go to different restaurants and wherever you know you decide that we're meeting at whatever restaurant that is I have to get there somehow. Um, so I didn't rent a car for the very first time. I thought, you know what? I'm going to find out if I spend more money or less money if I just do minivans on my regular routine. Mm-hmm. And one time it came out almost even with all the conveniences of a minivan, which was is actually much more than renting a car parking it trying to figure out where to park it trying to figure out how to retrieve it trying to figure out where i can park to begin with and it's so easy to just use that little app request the minivan and by the way you can request a certain time to pick it up too, or to pick you up Mm -hmm. so a lot of people have kind of given me the feedback of well i stood out there waited there was no cars available so it was 15 minutes later so i was just going to go ahead and take a, a cab When in fact you can actually pre-schedule them too, which is really cool. But I love the convenience and especially when you're going to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Because the drop point for the Magic Kingdom for the minivans is in the bus loop. And it's right there. And you just walk around the, the corner and you're right at security and right at the gates. So convenient. The cast members I have met are amazing and they are so friendly and they will answer any question that you have about the resorts and the parks and the um the restaurants and how to get around and they are fantastic so it's almost like having your own personal guide for how much ever time you're going to be in the minivan with them and uh, when you do have a little one they also have car seats yeah so the car seat is there and available and free part of the, the ride that you're paying for so convenient, I would highly recommend using the Miniman service. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And, and
3: over time I've seen, they now have not just the sort of midsize SUVs, but they have um larger ones too, for larger families, ones that can accommodate wheelchairs and scooters and things like that. Um It, it works using the, you know, sort of that lift system. Mm-hmm. But yeah, without a doubt, that's the way to do it, especially with with the two year old. I agree. Yep. They're Absolutely really they're down. they're really making it so that you have so many more reasons not to have or need a car. Um yeah. and now and now with the you know with the Skyliner system, which I was driving around property today and um really sort of seeing it come together and it's all strung up and they're testing, you know, ride vehicles that's going to be an interesting addition to the transportation system.
4: Absolutely. Well. And another side too, is that the minivan service, they've also uh, added airport service with that as well. Yeah. So if you want that same Disney cast, Disney um, brand quality that you have come to know, they're also offering that as a shuttle service from the airport.
3: Yep. All right, let's try and get a couple more in here very, very quickly. Um, this one is, from Rachel she says Lou I love your show I had a question and realized you would probably have a good answer Rachel I can't guarantee that but I'll do the best I can especially (laughs) under the circumstances Um, do you know of a place to get the music played on Main Street on a CD I'm a teacher and would love to play it in my classroom I have attraction music covered but would really love a Main Street option especially the morning show possibly my favorite thing about visiting the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Thank you very much. So, Rachel, this is actually an awesome question. I love the music of Walt Disney World. Um, In all the years, in the, uh, let's see, 2000, in the 14 years I've been podcasting, I've never repeated a show, but I will tell you that we are going to go back and look at the music of Walt Disney World in terms of one of the seven wonders and and some of our, our favorite. But I also agree about how much I love the music from Main Street USA. So before I answer your question, I'm gonna sort of go on the Wayback Machine. That's like the that's like the Wayback Machine sound.
4: <laughs> did you just do
3: the? I did. It's like what, from from, really? Wayne,
4: from Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Do, are your fingers going? Did I did. did like, uh, nobody can see me, but I'm Wayne. making my fingers go. <laughs> it's Wayne, right? Isn't what? It the the Wayne thing? Yeah, Wayne. Do you World. know what I'm talking about? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Thank you. Okay.
3: Okay. Sure so okay. So going back couch. in history. Um and we're probably <laughs> looking back to late '90s, early 2000s. Um, there was, um, much like now, a desire by guests to be able to look. We want to bring the magic home with us, and and I think the music is such an important part. If we could bring, if we should, if we could capture the smells, well, now you can with sort of the little air freshers. But if we can capture the smells and <laughs> capture the music. <laughs> it's one of the things that guests wanted to bring home. And yeah, over the years, there have been a wide variety of they they and I still believe they have the Walt Disney World official album, which I think only has maybe one song. It might have Flitterin from Main Street USA. Um, There was also a box set, but most of those were, like you said, attraction music. But back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, there was something called the Wonderland CD music system. And you were Mm. actually able to go in there and sort of put together your own kind of greatest hits. So you could buy, you know, some of the different albums that used to be available on vinyl, like... um, um, the Hall of Presidents and Mickey Mouse stuff and um, some of those other albums, but you were also able to go into these um, kiosks and not only get CDs on demand, so if you wanted, you know, Mickey Mania or, you know, the Peter Pan soundtrack, whatever, you could do that, but you could also sort of make up your own, like, CDs of, of songs. Now you've got a little bit more, You can't buy those CDs anymore, but you have a lot of other options. So Spotify, if you have Spotify premium, Spotify is your friend. There are a lot of uh, pre-made playlists, unofficial playlists that have assembled a lot of those songs. And you'll find ones that specifically have songs from Main Street USA because they are a lot of these are, are songs uh, some of which were composed, you know, in in the early 1900s. Some of them a little bit later in the the 20th century, and obviously a number of have come from um, not just Disney musicals, but uh, so there's you know, "Put on Your Sunday Clothes" from Hello Dolly, which I think was like 1964 somewhere around there. Um, I mentioned "Flitterin" um, uh, and "Summer Magic," that comes from the '63 film "Summer Magic" with Haley Mills and Pearl Ives, going back to the early. It's a movie you guys should watch anyway. Um, Let's see. There was Hello Dolly, Summer Magic, I think Music Man. I think there's some tracks from Music Man there. There's a lot of um, um, Junk Mag Rags and some of the the ragtime music. Um, Goodbye My Coney Island Baby is still part of the loop. I think they've added, they've now added relatively recently um, sort of the, and I forget what it's called, it's the love song from Up, that was um uh, they, they sort of put it together it's not directly from the movie but it, it's it's that composition that you could now hear in the background as well so you can find those on spotify you could probably find those on apple music as well um so you won't be able to necessarily play it on a cd i don't even know if i have a cd player anymore except i was wondering too um Amazing, isn't it? But yeah, so you 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 should be able to find that. Con- that's a very long answer. But I love, 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 love the music of Main Street USA. It, I'm, I don't mean this to be, I guess I do mean it to be a shameless plug. Who cares? It's my show. Um, my Main Street <laughs> audio tour, one of the things uh-huh. I loved about putting together Main Street was spending time on Main Street and having that background audio is some of the most immersive and transportive, if that's a word, Music when you step under that um, uh, train station and that you've got that transition and that that you know turn of the century ragtime music comes up you just really feel like you are in you know that small um, you know seaside town with with that music and it really helps to to set the the tone.
4: And that's one thing I've always loved about the Disney parks is the music transition from land to land really, like you said, sets the tone and and takes you to that other location. Um, I love just sitting on main street and watching the people listening to the music, grabbing an ice cream cone. It's one of my favorite things to do. And the music really sets the stage for, uh, for the experience. Did you say grabbing an ice cream cone or taking out your flask? I, don't, I was, I
3: wasn't no. paying. I was wow. looking for other emails. No, no, no. <laughs> ice cream cone. Hello.
4: I, see, I'm shattering all of the. Oh, no, please. Anybody who's hung out with you knows this of you, is. <laughs> From you. <laughs> I drink water on planes. <laughs> I eat ice cream cones on Main Street. I'm no. going to.
3: I'm going to take pictures of you when we when we go to Tokyo. When we go
4: to Japan this year. Really?
3: That's a very um, strange
4: looking water bottle. So I think I think you you drink a little bit more sake than I did over there. Uh, it's it's no. research, by the way.
3: <laughs> All right. So listen, I just realized I was Fine. about to I was about to answer a um, I was about to to ask i uh, read another email. But instead, I'm gonna do so again, as long as we're trying things that are different, I'm going to do something completely you, you, uh, you, now you're really nervous, right? You're scaring me. I'm so going much. to give you a lightning <sighs> round. And oh. I don't know what these I'm this is such a bad idea because I'm thinking about this it as I'm saying I'm gonna give you a lightning round of just wine, quick quick hit questions. These wine. are not from listeners, these are off the top of my head. Um, not including cocktails, favorite snack in any of the parks. Oh, this is lightning. Just so you know, lightning means. See, I, <laughs>
4: I need mean time round. to
3: think about things. Yeah, it's Otherwise, the opposite of the word lightning round. Snack.
4: What do you mean by snack?
3: Something that you put in your mouth and eat. Yes, you...
4: I, I realize that, <laughs> but is it just uh, like a small little snack? It Are could you talking be, about like a corn dog from the?
3: It could be a corn wagon? dog. It could be popcorn. It can be, mm-hmm. you know, a um, cocky gory.
4: It could be whatever you want. You know, I I you know me i really do love the little red wagon and the corn dogs yeah so if i'm thinking about the little um kiosks that are sitting around and if i was gonna if i'm gonna wait in line for anything it's not gonna be popcorn it's probably gonna be a corn dog <laughs> i wish you would have said that in the becky voice um what <laughs> my favorite
3: uh, you know what i know it's such a lame answer right there's something about sitting on main street with with a bucket of popcorn um and by bucket, I mean like a giant bucket. Look, like, almost like a like a like a gallon drum of popcorn. When was the last time you had popcorn on Main Street? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you. It's been it's been way
4: too long. So um, the only time the, the 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 popcorn, if it tastes like spaghetti, I'm in. I
3: I'm mean, you totally need to clarify in. that because that's what the popcorn in Tokyo tasted like. like it did. yes, like exactly. That's my point. Um, I, I won't ask you uh, favorite. Okay, since we were just talking, favorite attraction in Tomorrowland in Walt Disney World?
4: Mm, uh, The TTA. There you go. Without without question because I'm that person that wants to keep doing the once more round thing. I don't want to get off that that ride and the moment they tell me no I'm sorry lady you can't ride it for the 20th time I'll get off and then I'll get back in line and I'll get back on again. No I've seen I'm... those I've seen them tell try and tell you to get off and it,
3: it did not end well for that cast member. Um, uh, oh favorite wow. favorite uh favorite character favorite Disney character
4: oh you know I got like 40 of those right one this is lightning round this is, is, is quick. it is it is it Marvel or Disney? Can I include both? On, quick quick <laughs> oswald okay i love oswald um because of the history that's that takes me back into disney history and some of my own history you do know that rocket raccoon is my spirit animal absolutely yes. that's why every present um, i ever buy you has something to
3: do with rocket raccoon
4: i know <laughs> and, I, and i love that because it, it, it's i identify with that poor little guy so badly but then again i also like deadpool <laughs> i i you wanted honesty and lightning. There you go.
3: The psychiatrists um, that are listening are having a field day with you right now. Um, <laughs> I wait, like me some things. This, right. this is lightning round. You stink How at this about you? concept. You How stink about- at this concept. If you could only eat at one Walt Disney World restaurant for the rest of your life, every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what is it?
4: Oh, the tapenaki place. For breakfast? sure they don't have breakfast there (laughs) well well if if there's only one restaurant i could eat if you're telling me i have to find one that has all three meals that i would like for the rest of time i mean if
3: you listen if you want to have you know you You want to answer about your favorite character by
4: the way but i know it's peter pan but what else if you want to have pork fried rice like
3: for breakfast which they do in asia which is awesome you can do that but you gotta but for the rest of your life you're gonna sit down and they're gonna do a little choo 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 thing with the with the, with the onions <laughs>
4: on the on the on the the, the table. <laughs> that's true. But that's my favorite restaurant though. Because you know me, I like the tipanyaki okay. stuff. Although we've never um, been there. Um, you and I have never well, we were at the other place. Right. Um Minihana. thank you. It's, it's a small good. world or carousel of progress. Oh, that's evil. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's evil uh, Carousel progress, probably uh, uh, You're not answering any of these You're I not know. throwing them at me Why? Are I you know, because it's, uh, it's just it? fun this um,
3: Favorite Disney be... song Favorite Disney song Disney song or a song from a movie Disney movie <laughs> What part of favorite Disney song Is the most confusing <laughs> to you Just, I'm, I want to, you know, if you need Favorite uh, Disney you, song Interpret that as you like Alright from a
4: Disney movie it would be the one These Small Wonders I think it's the Small Wonders From Neuth Robinson's Wow Yeah that's, that's that actually my very Favorite that's my favorite Disney movie Wow I And I love that, that song And if you put that song on and you give me That Walt quote at the very end Of that thing I'm in tears every single time that that will <laughs> I'm serious. It's 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 very touching to me. Is it sm-
3: is it little wonders what? or small wonders? I think it's little wonders. I think it's little wonders. These small wonders. Little wonders. I don't know. I think it's little wonders. I can sing it, but yeah,
4: that that's- we're having a nice day. Um,
3: <laughs> and I'll give you one more, just for giggles. If you could live in one country in World Showcase. Which
4: would it be? Oh wow. Merka. <laughs> That's only because it's got a nice lounge to go to. Um, oh, <laughs> um wow. It, see Japan is well oh probably well, probably France. Probably France. Yeah. Yeah. Because the slushies there are awesome. It didn't get crepes? Yum. <laughs> what? He said crepes, a right? little, should... little grab and go and back. It's awesome. Okay. Little Wonders. It's it's there Little Wonders go. by Rob Thompson.
3: Well, it was a little wonder. See, I told you this wasn't going to be as bad as you thought, Becky, or maybe it was. I just don't know. It. But I, I have oh, a good I'm feeling. Say I hated you when you came uh, up with
4: this great idea. A tonight. lot. It was a lot. <laughs> but... Um, hopefully answering those questions. Would you answer a couple? Because I know people are probably just screaming right now. We know your favorite character. It's uh, well, Spider Man or or um, uh, Peter Pan. Those are your your two guys. Okay. So what about your favorite music? Your few favorite Disney song?
3: Man, I, I didn't
4: answer that one because it's
3: hard. I know I have diff- you made different me, songs so that, you. Yeah, there, there's different you, songs
4: that I love for
3: for different reasons. Me too. Um, and it also. One. You know, is it my favorite song from the Parks? Is it my favorite song from a movie? Is it pick one you know, from a movie?
4: Because I picked one from a movie. Pick one from a movie, man. Don't cut all day. It's lightning round. Come I on, let's go, let's go. you know I. I, I, I know part. this is probably a lame
3: answer, but feed the birds, man. It's <gasps> oh, that's not a lame answer. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah. Um, a pretty a, almost any song from from Mary Poppins. Yeah, um, the know, original Mary Poppins. Can, can get that, me.
4: Yeah, that was that was brilliance on a on a forty five. Yeah,
3: uh, all right.
4: Uh, then what else? Would, oh, how about restaurant for you besides Boathouse? You can't say Boathouse. I can't because they don't have, have. Well, they they have that. They have that, shh, They have a secret. So they have a secret brunch. Um, they have but a secret? What? They have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's a secret. What? Shh, you stink at this. You're the worst. Um. So again, they would have to serve breakfast lunch and dinner and i'm trying to think of you know atmosphere and location mm-hmm. and forever variety and, ever and, ever. and forever and ever it's like from peewee um man that's tough so a buffet would make sense because there's a lot of different stuff to choose from so you could say something like boma which has exceptional but animal kingdom lodge is so far away I like it's I don't even know you know you, is it you can't eat bread service for the rest of your life I know but well, <laughs> there's no bread service there that's nah but they do I mean the 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 variety that's on there but I don't know
4: if I would want some things that have just more staple type food. It's hard, isn't it? See, you, 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 you ask wonderfully wonderfully. all these questions to people that make them squirm in their seats. I'm going to post and- this one. I'll, I'll post this one in,
3: um, in the, the box people group as well. Um, cool. I'll answer the last question because it's the only other one I can remember. If I could live in one country in world showcase, I'll take mm-hmm. America, America out of America? the equation because I live there already. Um, yeah. If I could live in one other country, it. Ha- I mean, it's Japan. Uh, it, it's without even question. Uh, having not been now, I, I. The caveat and the asterisk, and you have to read my uh, my codicil to that is that I have not been to most of those countries. Italy might mm-hmm. very well, you know, oh. leapfrog over once I, I go Britain, there. Italy. <laughs> but Japan, the culture, the history, the people, the food, the snacks, the food, and the food. And the history and the culture and uh, mm-hmm. samurais and ninjas and Godzilla and all that kind of stuff. Oh, for all those reasons, <laughs> for all those and reasons, the anime. And, and, and the yeah, anime and does it every single time. Ultraman and and Speed Racer <laughs> and all those things from my childhood, um, and and ninjas
4: would um, make me want to yeah. To, come on, it's um, right on. I could do that. Yeah. I want a sword. I'd yeah. love to have a katana. Just I have
3: a katana. I'll, well, one day, right. I, I was going to say I'd buy you a katana, but I probably won't. But yeah, so that's probably why. So I'm going to post that question. I'll try and remember some of these that's other awesome. questions and I'll post this because I absolutely want to hear from you, my friend, our friend, the listener, what your thoughts are on some of these. So some of the questions that we went over here, I'll post in the Box People group. Go to www.radio.com slash community. It's where the conversation, it's where the community, it's where you, our family, exists. And obviously, of course, it really, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway, that if you want to go to any of these places, both in the Disney worlds and in the real worlds, whether it's Japan the Pavilion or Japan the Country, Becky Mankin and her wonderful team at Mouse Fan Travel can help you for all your vacation
4: planning needs. MouseFanTravel.com. We absolutely can. Absolutely. I am so in love with vacation planning and the places that Disney takes us and the places that we can go to explore other cultures and the rest of this world. We absolutely plan vacations like they're our own because we love what we do. And the food. And the food. (laughs) And the drinks. And the, I mean, (gasps) see, I could, I could maybe pick Japan too because of the Tokyo sunsets. That, that's a cocktail, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I thought you meant like the sunsets in
3: Tokyo, not the sunset Tokyo.
4: Well, I'm sure that the, the sunsets in Tokyo are going to be fantastic when we see them. By the way, we still have one room left. One. They're going to be fantastic, but the Tokyo sunset, the cocktail yes. is going to be it's out of this world. And yeah. if you you
3: not you Becky but you listener if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show you can email me Lou at www.radio.com and I promise Becky Mankin, it won't take so long before we do this again but thank you so very much for joining me and being such a good sport for what I think might be our new format I kind of dig this
4: uh, you know what it's it's a lot of fun, fun. just kind of throwing stuff out there but there are some ones that I would like to you know <laughs> take a look at and get to know the people and read them too because sometimes they say nice things about me that you don't read I read I always read everything <laughs> just not necessarily out loud with or without a question mark or an asterisk <laughs>
3: It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or just see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see or hear or experience in the parks. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week's question was pretty straightforward and simple because I asked you who, not where, Who in Walt Disney World sings or sung a song specifically about gravity? And I don't mean the film gravity. I mean the naturally occurring phenomenon in space and things like that. The answer, of course, and I want to thank the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correct, or were pretty creative in your answers as always, is Sunny Eclipse? With you have to give credit to his backup singers, the Space Angels. He is actually voiced by a gentleman by the name of Cal David. And if you go back to show two thirty-eight, which now seems like ages ago because I guess it was, I talked to Cal about the experience of voicing Sunny Eclipse, and a little bit more about the uh, the backstory and the origins of Sunny. But Sonny, if you've ever sat in there for any length of time, he has, I think, still has about eight different songs, not just about gravity, but his Hello to the Space Angels, a song about where he came from, which was You Nork, You Nork, say that three times fast. Planetary Boogie of course, one of his uh, favorites, and uh, you know a little bit of a jazzy, as he describes, an Eclipso type of, of jazz music. And the music is actually great. It was actually written by legendary Disney composer George Wilkins, who also wrote and arranged a lot of music for uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, as well as the old Food Rocks attraction in Epcot as well. Again, you can learn a lot more about Sonny and Cal and the process on show 238. But I took all of the correct entries, again, thanks to everybody who entered and played. Randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for all seven of my digital audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, as well as my 102 ways to save money for and at Walt Disney World book, still available, by the way, on Amazon and iTunes. I'm also going to send you a WW Radio vinyl sticker for your car or your laptop, a WW Radio pop socket for your phone, and why not? I'm also going to send you a WW Radio t-shirt. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Robert Fisher. So, Robert, thank you and congratulations. I will get your prize. Pack it out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. All right, I'm going to keep this one simple and straightforward and direct. There's not a huge backstory to this. Simply tell me, where in Walt Disney World is, was, maybe, the Electric Eel Arcade? Kids, arcades were places that you would go and put quarters into machines and play video games on a little thing instead of your little console or on your phone. They were really cool, I spent way too much time in them as a kid and borderline adult. So tell me where in Walt Disney World is or was The Electric Eel Arcade you have until Sunday, February 24th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on the podcast link, go to this week's episode, and use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, a vinyl sticker, a pop socket, a t-shirt, and why not, I'm also going to throw in, should it be a mystery prize? No, you know what, I have a couple of more. Of those very, very cool light-up Thor Mjolnir hammers from the Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. It's the only place and the only time you can get them. I'll put one of those in there as well. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for tuning in this and every week. Don't forget that I want you to be part of the conversation, more importantly, the community. So please go to www.radio.com slash community. That is where you will find our Box People group on Facebook. You can also connect and talk to me on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I am at Lou Mangiello. And don't forget to like the WW Radio page over at facebook.com slash Radio. If you have a question you want to answer on the air, like a listener email segment like this week, you can email me, lou at WWRadio.com, And if you want to be heard on the air, leave a message, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Huge, monstrous thanks to all of you who are part of the WW Radio Nation family. Whether you are a new member or a longtime member, I appreciate all of you who are doing so much not only to be able to help the show, but it's a way for me to be able to thank and give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some new members, including Dominique Glaros, Amy Meyer, Steve Roman, William Krebzinski, Andre Bork, B-O-U-R-Q-U-E, Andre, you know it's you, thank you, (laughs) Ada St. Clair, Alan Cole, and Erica Manning, If you want to find out how you can be part of the Nation family and really help support the show and get exclusive rewards every month, I create and send out a brand new monthly scavenger hunt from the parks. We have a private Facebook group. There's Magic Band covers, logo gear, backpacks, T-shirts. We also do a live monthly video group call where it's not just you watching me in the chat, but you are on the call as sort of a group call as well. You also get early access to special events, sometimes discounts, as well as some exclusive WW Radio Nation events that I'll be planning and announcing very time soon. Don't forget that a portion of your proceeds do go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Again, to find out how you can be part of the Nation family, please visit wwradiocom support. Don't forget that as much as I enjoy communicating and hearing from you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Don't forget our monthly meetups in Walt Disney World. Our next is going to be Saturday, February 23rd at Disney Springs. It's over Princess Marathon weekend. If you go to the events page at www.radio.com events, you can find out not just about Meets of the Month, but other special events. Like Becky said, we have one spot left for our trip to Japan through Adventures by Disney this coming October, we have a cruise out of New Orleans. In February, I have more announcements coming up. You'll also be able to find out about other on-the-road events that I do um, as I travel throughout the country, actually the world this year, to speak. Um, I try and do meetups on the road as well. And speaking of speaking, if I can come speak to your event, your conference, your business, your school, or work with you one-on-one or in small groups, visit lumonjello.com. There you can also find out about my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, September 28th and 29th, which happens to be during Food & Wine Festival, by the way, where it is a two-day conference and workshop where we help you turn what you love into what you do. And I'll also be opening up tickets for for my weekend retreat this summer, where 10 entrepreneurs get together in a vacation home just outside Walt Disney World to really deep dive and work on you, your business, and your life. Tickets are being opened for The Nation this week. I'll open up for everybody else next week, so stay tuned for that. Again, thanks as always to Becky, not just for joining me on the show, but for being my partner, my sponsor, and really, I guess I could call her my friend because she is. If you want to get a free, no obligation quote to any Disney or other destination on the planet, visit mousefantravel.com. Visit CelebrationsPress.com to subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. And all I ask, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out, share on Facebook, anywhere you can, a link to this or your favorite episode. And if you could take just 10 seconds and leave a review over on iTunes, it's incredibly helpful and very much appreciated. I want to thank some recent reviewers like salpal one who says, Lou, such a joy... Thank you. He has such a delightful, positive personality. It's a pleasure to hear how excited he is about one of my favorite topics, which is Disney. Such a great taste of Disney magic while I'm, continuing, while I'm commuting sorry, or taking care of chores at home. Thank you, Lou. And Diznut90 says it's the best podcast on Disney. Lou knows his stuff, all aspects of Disney, the parks, the characters, the movies, the man. And most importantly, Lou is always positive. I thought you were going to say it was about the food. Um, he brings the same uplift to your spirit as visiting a Disney park. Sal diznut Thank you so much. Visit www.radio.com slash iTunes to find out how to leave a review or just search for WW Radio in iTunes. Thank you so very much. I am so incredibly grateful to and for you. If there's some way that I can help you, please let me know. I hope to see you on Wednesday nights during the live show and whatever it is, that thing that you are thinking about, that you want to do, that passion that you want to pursue, just take the first step. If you overcome like Be brave and overcome that one small fear of taking that first step. I promise you, it will give you the courage to take on the next and the next and the next. And it's a lot simpler to keep moving forward than it is just to get started. And again, if I can help you some way, please let me know. I hope that this is your best week ever. Thank you so very much. I love and appreciate you. See ya
5: hey Lou this is Bethany from Mer- uh, Frederick Maryland um, I just wanted to call and say that I I love your show I um, I just started listening to it about I don't know seven months ago um, and it was because um, of my boyfriend actually he I when I had heard that illuminations was closing for good I was devastated that's my favorite thing about Epcot and um any of the parks really it's my favorite thing we, my family would just go every day when we would get down to Disney for like a week it was great and um so I was crushed and my wonderful boyfriend who I love so much decided that hey um you're you're going to get to see it again. And he immediately got a hotel room. He was like, we're going. And that made me so happy. And I've been looking forward to it every day. We're going the end of February. And, oh, I'm so excited. Um, So we are going then. And, gosh. Um, So I actually started watching, listening to your show because of that. um, Because I've been looking for a little bit of Disney every single day and your show really delivers it. And, um, so thank you for sharing Disney with us every day or, well, not every day, but I could listen to a lot of your show. So thank you and keep doing awesome
1: things. Bye. Hi Lou. It's Elizabeth again from the Boston area, Massachusetts. And I'm calling with very exciting news for, um, I was the one who called a few weeks ago um, and said that I was in the world for my sister's cheerleading competition. And we've been there multiple, multiple times um, for that reason, specifically for cheerleading competitions. And no one does them better than uh, Disney and getting out experience in the ESPN zone. And I am so excited to uh, be able to say that my own team, I coach this weekend, uh, received a summit bid, and we'll be back in the world in May of the whole team getting to experience all the magic together. Um, so for anyone else and any listeners out there well, kids who are all-star and competitive cheerleaders, good luck this season. I hope you all at one point in your lives and in your athlete's careers get to experience just how well see cheerleading competition. Um, so I'm so proud of my own athletes and everything we've accomplished. And now I have another excuse to travel down to the world, which is super awesome. Um, also, I listened to your Marvel Day Cruise review, and I am so mad I did not convince my friends to go with me. Um, actually I had a, to Europe instead for, um, a, a trip, um, so I was outvoted, but, yeah, it sounded like an awesome trip, and I hope to experience it one day in the future. So, thanks so much, and talk to you later. Bye.
2: Hey, Lou, this is Jeff Richardson from Brookhaven, Mississippi. I just listened to your show about top 10 things to do when it's cold in Disney World. Uh, my favorite thing to do, and this may sound crazy is to watch the, uh, the fireworks show at night because everybody just kind of snuggles and it's really a neat family thing and you have to kind of tighten up and watch it when it's gotten colder. But that's a fun thing to do. But I did want to say we've been there a couple times when cold really was bad. Uh, we went marathon week of 2018 and I think the highest high we had the day was over, say, 55. But we were prepared. When you're prepared, when you get there, you're in really great shape. Tim was talking about shopping when you were there. One year we went, it was actually uh, mid-March 2017, when it never got above about 70 or 70 a day, And we were unprepared, and it's hard in March at the parks to find sweatshirts. I think we had, we had to really scrounge to find enough to wear. So I think we were colder that year with highs of 70 than we were uh, in 2018 with highs of 50. So, uh, just tell all the listeners there, be prepared, and uh, get there and have a great time, but don't let the cold slow you down. We we much prefer cold than we do to the real hot. So we I think we're January visitors from here on out. Thank you, Lou. Love listening to the show. It uh, helps me pass time when I'm working around the house or driving around town. So we appreciate you so much. Thanks.
0: Hello, Lou Mangello, Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I'm calling in with the countdown for the upcoming Meet of the month is going to be at the Dockside by Rainforest Cafe in Disney Springs, and that is like a beautiful venue. We just walked past it a couple times when we stayed at Disney Saratoga Springs, and it was very nice and quaint. So you guys will have a wonderful time there. That is going to be on February 24th, Princess uh, Marathon Weekend on the Times. We're 3 to, I believe, 4.30, 3 p.m. to 4.30 on February 24th. There are 242 days until Japan. That adventure is going to be absolutely amazing. Can't wait to see what Lou gets Becky to eat this next trip. And then they have 358 days until that sail out of New Orleans. So, you guys all have a wonderful, magical day. Love and hugs to everyone. Stay warm. And we'll see you real soon.